creatures of the night. Welcome to Talking Taker, episode 135 of our encyclopedic exploration, digging up the career of the greatest professional wrestling character of all time, The Undertaker, our, our close personal friend, The Undertaker, that is. My name is Alex Dorio, and I am one of your co-hosts, one of the creatures of the night, and I am joined, as always, by my tag team partner, my wrestling buddy, the only man I would want to spend 24 hours in New York with, Mr. Travis White. And Travis, today we're talking about WrestleMania 24, an epic moment in the history, the career, the timeline of The Undertaker. But more importantly, man, we did it. We braved the coronavirus. No, not even joking. <laughs> no, seriously. It's a literal yeah. state of emergency in New York right now, but we we risked it for the biscuit to spend the biscuit. one moment, <laughs> uh, one moment, 30 seconds, the most valuable 30 <laughs> seconds of our lives with The Undertaker, man. I am delirious. I am still on a high. I'm still rolling with it. It has been a day. It's been a heck of a day, man. Uh, yeah, started out late last night and rolled into the early morning and got no sleep, flew here, uh, came straight to the, um... No sleep to LaGuardia. <laughs> as the old, as the old <laughs> Beastie Boys B-side goes. <laughs> no sleep to LaGuardia. And, uh, came straight here and waited out in the blistering cold for two hours to get into the big event, and, um... Yeah, that's another story, but <laughs> it, once we got to meet him, it was awesome, man. There have been highs, there have been lows, there have been moments where we didn't think we were going to make it yeah. in there to see it, seriously. but man, <laughs> seriously, just that, that 15 seconds with the dead man made it all worth it, man. Uh, we, we met some really cool people, we met some fans of the show, uh, one of our biggest fans uh, we met and got a picture with, mm-hmm. uh, he's commented on our Instagram before, been a guest on our show before former professional wrestler we'll talk about him in a minute we, we got to meet the undertaker's brother kane uh we got some exclusive a smaller in person <laughs> some exclusive intel to reveal on the show but oh, yeah. uh, i think we're gonna push that to the end we're gonna leave those stories for the end of the show so we encourage you guys to stay tuned we'll have an extended chunk at the end breaking down our uh, big day here today but uh it really was a big event it was a big event (laughs) here in new york man and uh we can't wait uh we appreciate all you guys liking and retweeting and and commenting on our pictures and all that sort of stuff it's been crazy uh but man we gotta do what we do here every week we gotta keep this podcast rolling 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 on to the last ride and take it back to february of 2008 as we talk about WrestleMania 24, The Undertaker versus Edge, the culmination of, man, I, I, almost a year-long yeah. rivalry, like 11 months. It's crazy how it worked out. Yeah, it's nuts, man. And we're going to get into it here. And this was the uh, first show we had sat down to really watch together again since the Benoit tragedy. So uh, we'll get into that as we break down the actual card. So looking forward to it. Uh, do I start off this one? I think so. I think oh, yeah. Did. And if we sound different, we're actually live recording this from the uh, hotel room in New York City. So getting another. It's what, the fourth one we recorded live together, I think? Two, uh, two at your house and one in. I believe that is correct, sir. Uh, Augusta and then one here. So here we go. 
Yeah, very special treat here. Four out of 135 episodes we've gotten to be in person for. And that just makes them all the more special. Um, so yeah, we're picking up the SmackDown post No Way Out 2008, where, as we talked about last week on the show, The Undertaker won that Elimination Chamber match to become the number one contender for Edge's World Heavyweight Championship. Edge, of course, defeated Rey Mysterio on that show, so he retained that world title, setting up this big WrestleMania match. And Edge and the Edgeheads open up that show on uh, February 22nd, 2008, you know, setting the road to WrestleMania in high gear. And Edge cuts your basic promo here. He tells us he's a predator, an opportunist, and... Uh, Though some people may think that he's afraid, he's actually excited to face The Undertaker at WrestleMania. And you know it's good. The crowd's already got their signs in full effect. There's one out in the crowd that says Rated R.I.P. I I thought that was awesome. Very clever. Was that you? No, no, I wish it was me. (laughs) That's right in the dad joke territory right there. (laughs) It is. Uh, But Edge is very confident. He says that... Beating Undertaker at WrestleMania is like winning a world championship, and that's exactly what he does. He talks about the Undertaker's 15-0 streak, just to show you how far we've come on this podcast, 15-0 at WrestleMania. And Edge makes a very dubious claim here (laughs) that's going to be often repeated during this build, saying that he, too, is undefeated at WrestleMania, which... Is not true. <laughs> not exactly true. He's never been pinned right. at WrestleMania. Uh, but, of course, he lost just last year right. in a Money in the Bank match when yeah. he got uh, swanton through a ladder. That was the first time I think so, yeah. I'd ever seen that spot. I mean, they've done that spot a lot of times since then, but I remember thinking Edge was dead yeah. when the, I thought he broke his spine yeah. for a shoot when, uh, when that spot took place. Yeah, I just that's my only, my only problem with this buildup is I wish he had said I'd never been pinned at WrestleMania. It's a that's simple all, fix. It's a simple fix. It's all they had to do is have never been pinned at WrestleMania, mm-hmm. and they would have been fine. Yep. But he said I'm undefeated. That's not true. And Cole and Coach on commentary repeat it over and over again. Edge repeats it over and over again. And it's just it's just one of those things that as a fan just it irritates. It was you. a year ago he lost exactly. Like, well, yeah, and it's still cool. Like it's still yeah. cool to say he never got pinned, and, it, right. and I think it does. It did make this match special, knowing mm-hmm. that yeah. Edge was also unpinned at WrestleMania. Right. It was a nice little twist, but it was annoying that they kept saying he was undefeated when right. he wasn't. Um, that's what we do on this show. We nitpick over mm-hmm. these mm-hmm. stupid little things. Uh, that's how we make this show longer than five minutes every week. <laughs> but um, Edge says you know, he never lost his world title last year, uh, which that part is true. He, yeah. he surrendered it. He never got pinned for it back then either. And... You know, as we've seen the recent trend over the past few WrestleManias, Edge is really building up the streak and mm-hmm. how that is a factor in this match. That is even greater than any sort of title would be to end the Undertaker's streak. He says, For 15 years, everyone has asked the question, who will be the man who finally defeats the Undertaker? For 15 years, they've all stepped up, and they've all fallen one by one. We'll zoom in real close. Look in these eyes. I will not fall. 
this year it all ends because I, I am that man. Boom. <laughs> yep. Undertaker's gong hits, King of Gong style, shows up, lights go up in the ring, and Taker has Edge in the goozle immediately. Um, but, of course, Hawkins and Ryder get in the way. That's going to be a common theme throughout this buildup. He boots down Hawkins, lifts up Edge, but Ryder attacks, and Taker comes back, tosses Edge into the corner, chokeslams Hawkins, uh, but Edge is able to run away. Undertaker glares at him and does the throat slash as Edge stumbles away in shock, and we start the build-off to WrestleMania simple but effective. Yeah, absolutely. I, uh... I'm a fan of this. It's good. Let's get it started and going to WrestleMania. So the next week, SmackDown, February oh, 29th. One more thing. Oh yeah, uh, I gotta talk about. We, we talk oh, about. Excuse me. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> By all means. Uh, it's not only the start of the WrestleMania build. It's the start of a young career of a another modern superstar in professional wrestling. We talk about a lot of these guys that show up in these random appearances on SmackDown. We talked about Joey Ryan and Champa, uh, Champa, Tremperetta. This week's episode of SmackDown features Chuck Palumbo, our old buddy, squashing a young buck by the name of Matt Jackson uh, in a really neat little uh, appearance here as they're in the midst of the new wrestling wars here in 2020. It was fun to see him uh, as a little baby. He was. (laughs) A truly young buck. (laughs) Absolutely young buck then because that would have been, what, 12 years ago. So, Mm -hmm. yes. Weird to see him. He still had big sideburns. Uh, They weren't quite as choppy as uh, Wolverine as they are now. Big chopskis, but they were still big, so I, I gotta praise those because I'm a fan of the big sideburns. But anyway, Chuck Palumbo can always say he defeated one of the young. Yeah, oh yeah, on national television. He's got, he's got a win over one of the vice presidents of uh, of AEW. He should try to get a job. He, man, he should. You know, well, Michelle McCool can go there now too, since she got snubbed by WWE <laughs> in the women's thing. Anyway, uh, SmackDown February 29th. Uh, Edge and Vicky are backstage, just gawking at her ring. Looking at it, planning a honeymoon for after WrestleMania, and hmm. Edge is like, like Bahamas or you know Costa Rica, Jamaica. You, you know, no, no, no. Edge wants to go to God's country. Oh, you know, Disney World, Disney Canada. World. <laughs> no. Listen, maybe I was thinking about where we need to go on our honeymoon once we get married. Where do you want to go? First things first, we have to get out of the southwestern United States. Okay. Thank you. I- I think we should get out of the United States, period. Okay. I think we should go to God's country, Canada. Uh, I, I was thinking Toronto, maybe Moose Jaw. God's country? Canada? I've never heard it called God's country. So. That was hilarious. Yeah, it was great, man. He's uh, You'd think he'd be somewhere like, yeah, exotic or whatever. He's like, let's go to God's country, to Canada, where they really appreciate him. So... They make Google eyes at each other, about to, about to just get it on, and the Edge heads walk in, and Edge is like, mm, "Dang!" Like he's like <laughs> a little bit frustrated at them for coming in, but um, he says that Vicky came up with a really good idea. Um, at uh, you know, he's I'm sorry, I'm getting lost here. He says that Vicky's come up with a really good idea, but uh, they're gonna get payback on him tonight, and he thinks that Zack Ryder is the man for the job, and kind of hits him in the chest, and Zack Ryder is. Definitely shocked and not too excited about the prospect of going one-on-one with the dead man. So I yeah. can't blame him. No, no, no. 
It was a little intimidating today to meet It was. Dead, so, it really yeah. was. <laughs> <laughs> it really was. For a shoot. Well, uh, next up, our boy Big Daddy V is going to come out uh, and <laughs> with Mass Striker. And they come out, take some, take a picture, or take a picture. <laughs> we are exhausted. They come out to take, take on a match. <laughs> they come out to have a match with somebody that we have a picture with. Balls we Mahoney. We do. Another yeah. man. Another man that was not intimidating to meet, but he is a superstar in our hearts. Absolutely. Balls Mahoney. And I... Can't even believe this match was even greenlit for this show. Big Daddy B and <laughs> Balls Mahoney. ECW main event. Two of our favorites. Oh, right? yeah. Two ECW legends. Yeah, and like we wouldn't normally talk about a match like this, but it's, you know, it's two guys that we've grown kind of fond of here on the show, you know? So, but um, the reason we're going to mention it is because uh, after a few minutes, uh, Big Daddy B hits a small and drop, and suddenly the lights go out, Taker's music hits, and he comes out, and he's got. Just his wrestling outfit on, no hat, no jacket, no anything like that. He just got his wrestling outfit, makes a beeline for the ring, and just goes after Big Daddy V. And I guess it's a DQ. He's uh, had enough of this match. Man. Oh yeah, he's maybe Vince was like, "Get out there, <laughs> this match sucks." He might really have. Yeah, he might for a shoot have. I'm not sure. He knocks Big Daddy V out of the ring with a boot, and then choke slams Balls Mahoney. Uh, gets on the mic and says, Dude, "That was that's generous to call it a choke slam." Hey, he lifts him. I'm not sure he yeah, left his feet. I'm not sure he did. And Balls man, Poor his balls, outfit, the like the sweat, like the, the like spandex shorts with like the holy jeans over his him. His shorts were ripped all the oh, way up to yeah. the belt loop. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it was terrible. It was really sad. It was bad. He did not look like the. Balls Mahoney that we all know and love. I have to say Mahoney there. If I don't, it sounds awful. Um, Taker gets on the mic and says, Choke slam! Death waits for no man. Edge, bring me your minion and bring him to my yard. And he says, "Big Despicable Me fan." He's a big fan, yeah. Despicable Me, yeah. Get, bring me the main. Bring me Kevin. Yeah, that's what he should have said. <laughs> Kevin or Paul, but uh, he says that uh, Taker says that Edge is going to meet the same fate that whoever's minion is going to meet tonight. So, and both of them are going to rest in peace. So at that, Edge's music plays, and he comes out with the Edge heads, and uh, Zack Ryder is ready to take on Taker and. Uh, they kind of, you know, start going at it for a minute, but Taker goes to the outside to intimidate Edge, and Ryder kicks at him from behind and gets the upper hand, but then he winds up just being a bump machine for Taker, just just bumping around like he should. You know, like a, that's what a heel lackey's supposed to do. It's good stuff, and he does take a good choke slam. He does, yeah. yeah. a really good choke slam, and you know as a fan, he's just like, he's what, 24 years old? Oh, yeah, I'm I mean, sure it was a dream come true. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Taking a choke slam from Taker on the build to WrestleMania, that's just his little boyhood dream, so... Taker uh, stares down Edge and then locks Ryder in that new submission move that we still don't have a name for. They That's keep... the name of it. Yeah, the name is that build. submission, or that new submission is the name. So Ryder taps pretty immediately, but then um, is he bleeding from the mouth? Yeah, 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 yeah he's bleeding do. from yeah, mm-hmm. he is bleeding from the mouth. And but as soon as he taps, Edge and Kurt Hawkins come in there and just swarm Taker. He winds up fighting back because he's the Undertaker and he beats everybody. Um, Edge bails and Taker winds up chalk chalk slamming. <laughs> Getting that chalk line chalk jacket. Line. Yeah, chalk, chalk line jacket slam. from that dude earlier. <laughs> Confused. He choke slams Kurt Hawkins and uh, he eyes the t- the excuse me, eyes Edge, grabs the title, puts it in the middle of the ring, and then he's gonna lock Hawkins in that new submission move. 
<laughs> yeah. Hawkins taps out, passes out, and uh, Taker lets go, and we see Hawkins bleeding from the mouth. So we might need to get the blood tracker again for this episode. We might, man. It's week. just as much. Yeah. <laughs> there will be more blood. So he holds the world title upstairs at Edge. I do like Edge here. He screams back at him, kind of not into the camera, but just kind of screaming, I'm going to end it. I'm going to end it. So I really liked Edge's intensity there at the end. So good stuff. It is. And... You know, I'm just thinking about it as we're we're going through this. It, it's good that there's they don't never touch each other, but right. very little, yeah. very little in ring stuff between these two. Edge keeps getting away yeah. uh, from from Undertaker, and we're, we're going to see Undertaker's getting a little bit of a uh, little bit of the advantage here early on. But the ultimate opportunist Edge is going to. Uh, start to turn things over to his advantage here. It's very simple, basic storytelling stuff, uh, but both these guys are playing their roles to perfection here. <laughs> All right, so we just actually took a little break in the podcast to go downstairs and meet with the man who pulled our punk card, Jeremy <laughs> Bagley, old J-Bags himself. Uh, it was a pleasure to meet one of our fans uh, one of our loyal listeners and supporters, the first and only man to date, uh, besides us, to wear a Talking Taker, <laughs> Taker Easy t-shirt to meet The Undertaker. Uh, thank you for making some time with us, as well as Peter Melnick of the Marvelous podcast out there. So uh, I'm sure there's plenty of crossover between wrestling fans and comic book fans out there. So if you never heard of it, go check out the Marvelous podcast Um I should look up their Twitter to give them a proper plug here. Yeah, it was good hanging out with you guys, though. Really neat to meet you. It's been a surreal day overall. We um, got to meet Taker, and we'll talk about that in a minute, and got to meet a fan, so really, really cool. Absolutely. They're at The Marvelous, uh, easy enough on there. So uh, he's a wrestling fan as well, but a Marvel fan and uh, excellent podcast. And a great conversation, shared a few drinks, had some good times with Jeremy and Peter. So just, yeah, like Travis said, it's been a crazy fun day. Uh, it's been a jam-packed day, but uh, we'll talk about that, like we said, towards the end of the show. We'll give you guys the full scoop, so stay tuned to the end here. Uh, but back to WrestleMania 24, March 27th, 2008. Edge, Vicky, and... Am I right? March 7th? What did I say? 27th. Yeah, March 7th, 2008. <laughs> Smackdown, Edge, Vicky, Teddy uh, are in the ring with the old Cutting Edge segment. And Edge says that this year's WrestleMania is shaping up to be the most depressing show of all time. And <laughs> Travis, I guess he didn't know about Super Showdown 2008. <laughs> but um, he makes a good point because he says this is going to be the night that he ends The Undertaker's career and The Undertaker's undefeated streak along with that. Because after all, he is not only undefeated at WrestleMania, he's undefeated against The Undertaker. False. <laughs> False? <laughs> yes. It probably is. We've I, seen I, Taker beat him in the, the American B.A. era. Oh, I mean, yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah, tag matches and stuff. Yeah. He's prob- he might be in singles matches, but that may be accurate. I thought he was during the Brood era. Didn't Taker beat them during the Brood era? I don't know era? if he had a singles match. Yeah, he may not so. Uh, well, yeah, Edge only counts singles pinfalls as as wins and losses. Exactly. <laughs> so. um, but 
he says, again, he'll prove his undefeated streak against The Undertaker tonight because he's going to take on Undertaker in a three-on-one handicap match with Hawkins and Ryder, the Edgeheads. And then, to add to that depression, this WrestleMania is going to be the end of the line for Ric Flair. So, of course, you'll remember this is when he's about to have his big retirement match with Shawn Michaels at this WrestleMania. So, Edge brings out his guest on the cutting edge, Ric Flair, and... Flair is just ranting and raving and rambling and being Flair, man. Rail, being Ric Flair. Make no mistake about it. Losing the Undertaker didn't hurt me. It only enhanced my career. What you're going to suffer because of what you're choosing to do in your personal life with the sham of a relationship. Talking to you and her. It's a sham. It's a scam. Talking about Edge's sham scam of a relationship with Vicky Guerrero, hooting and hollering and wooing and cutting Edge off, and it's you know he's living like he's about to retire in a couple weeks. Yep. Um, but Edge responds by saying he'll beat Ric Flair next week on SmackDown in another three-on-one handicap match, and Vicky says she likes the idea of that except she wants to make it even better and make it a steel cage match. So Ric Flair responds by slapping Edge straight across the face. (laughs) And the highlight of this, Travis, Teddy Long in the background just gets cracks a huge smile. He's like, he's having to wheel uh, Vicky around and he's all stoic and stone faced all the time. But when Edge or when Rick slaps Edge, Teddy cracks a smile, and he's playing it to a T. Yeah, he does. It's great, man. That was my favorite part, and then when Vicky kind of gets, uh, tears off at Flair, it's like, who do you think you are? And Edge is like, hey, hey, calm that Latin blood down, baby. And I was like, man, that's that's great. But yeah, Teddy's perfect as like the, you know, the good guy in the corner, but uh, kind of smirking when the bad guy gets his, his come up. It's, uh... Well, the main event is that handicap match, and Taker does a decent job fending off these guys, you know, it's Hawkins and Ryder at this time, so Taker doesn't have too much of a problem with them. But the three-on-one does finally get to him. Uh, he hits a double choke slam on Hawkins and Ryder, but Edge comes flying in with a spear to get the pin on Undertaker. And Cole and Coach, they're wondering if the streak could be in jeopardy at WrestleMania. Coach says he knows now that Edge can get it done, and Edge holds up the Tiger, <laughs> the title. <laughs> Edge holds up the title as Undertaker points up at the WrestleMania sign, does the throat slash, man. Oh, yeah. It's good stuff. And uh, pull in a little bit. Oh, yeah. Closer. All right. Come a little bit closer. All right. Get close to me. That's, uh, that's going to take us to actually, we're going to pump the brakes and go to Monday Night Raw. So, March 10th, 2008 is a WrestleMania rewind night. I thought every match was going to be WrestleMania re- rewind. It wasn't. Yeah. Just this, the and, theme for this yeah. episode, they're uh, fudging the details yeah. a little bit. Here. I think there's only two WrestleMania rematches on this show, <laughs> at a, and it's a special three-hour one, too. So. It is. But uh, there is some cool stuff on here. But um, Ric Flair and Shawn Michaels opened the show just talking about their match at WrestleMania, and well, <laughs> this is this is a great, uh, great happening here. Uh, before Shawn leaves, uh, he says it's come to his attention that on Friday... You are involved in a three-on-one steel cage match against Edge and his two Edge guys. 
My Fridays are usually reserved for like Door the Explorer and uh, Higgly Town Heroes, but for you, I'd do anything. <laughs> And you listen to Hawkins and Riders. Tell us what they, they talk about this, don't they? Yeah, they've actually referenced this podcast on the major wrestling figure podcast because um, Shawn Michaels legitimately can't remember yeah. what he's supposed to call <laughs> these guys. And they say they were watching this promo backstage, and when Shawn Michaels does that, like the whole roster just started <laughs> laughing at Hawkins and Ryder and wouldn't let him live it down and just always called them the, the edge guys yeah. after this. So it was fun to go back and see this. Yeah, that's awesome. Well, then uh, Sean says that Fridays are usually reserved for Door the Explorer, but uh, <laughs> the least he can do is come to join Flair in this final SmackDown, which has made me think, so even Sean knows that SmackDown is the B-Show. He's watching Dora over SmackDown. <laughs> so, poor SmackDown. But, uh, again, it's WrestleMania Rewind Night. We're getting a rematch from WrestleMania 22. We got Taker versus Mark Henry in a casket match. Of all the WrestleMania matches, <laughs> we can see a rematch of. Yeah, look at him and Flair, him and Triple H, nothing like that. We nope. got not him and Big Show and Baldo, nothing like that. We got him and Mark Henry in a casket match. So, see some clips from their previous matches, and the Druids come out, and they're holding torches along the, the aisle way, and the casket's already at the side of the ring. And it's really great here, man, Like, because JR is, well, it's great to hear his voice, because we don't get him a yes. lot on this podcast, but he talks about... There you see the... The finality of this contest, the dark, dank casket. But once the lid is shut, sealed tight, one can only imagine the emotion that the individual in that casket must endure. Really just putting over this match, making you feel like it means something, even though it's a throwaway match. And you know, if you pay attention to Mark Henry and Undertaker's feud, it is <laughs> horrifyingly one-sided. So you know it's going to be that. But he comes out, uh, Monday Night Raw appearance, Taker does, and it's, you know, it's very rare at this point. But um, goes on, Henry splashes Taker a few times and asks for the lid to be open and goes to grab Taker, but Taker's going to lock him in, and I quote, that triangular choke. <laughs> So on Raw, it's that triangular choke, and on SmackDown, it's that new submission. JR's trying. Oh, he's trying. But it sounds like JR nowadays doesn't really know what to call it. But I did know something with it. You know, we've kind of pointed out on here that that move has not gotten a lot of reaction from the crowd a lot of times Mm -hmm. when he does it. Like, the fans don't fully understand what he's doing, or it's real subtle when he tries to lock it in. This was the first time I noticed that the crowd popped when he locked in. So they're starting... We've seen weeks of him getting people, you know, they're spitting up blood when he right. does it, and they've really started to get this move over. And this was the first time they seemed to recognize that yep. and cheer for it when it happened. You're absolutely right. I noticed that too as I was watching it. So it's good stuff, you know, really big, uh, really big pop for that. And you know, again, Taker wins, and he's going to, well, he lets go and then kind of kicks, rolls Henry into the casket to win the match. Looks over his shoulder at the WrestleMania sign, and JR's just putting over Taker here. And it's just so good to hear mm-hmm. JR. Really good. And we're going <laughs> to get another WrestleMania Rewind match, maybe? Uh, we got Iron Sheik and Nikolai Volkov versus Barry Windham and Mike Rotunda. Um, or, as we know him, IRS. So, Ugh. a throwback to WrestleMania 1. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what the heck? Is this, why is this on Raw? I don't know. It was terrifying, man. I was very scared we'd have to watch these guys actually wrestle. Especially because Sheik, he's walking backstage and he just has his underwear on. 
thankfully he put his pants on before he walked down the aisle but i was like Cheeky baby i did not need to see that man no i mean he looked rough at wrestlemania 17 and here we are what seven, seven years, years later? later yeah well jillian hall comes out and starts singing born in the usa which was their old thing back in the day but Rotunda picks her up, gives her an airplane spin, and do you think he might redeem himself here? It was the best thing I've ever seen IRS do, <laughs> is give Jillian Hall this airplane spin and stop her from besmirching the great name of Bruce Springsteen. Exactly. So he slightly redeemed himself in my eyes, but uh, I still hate IRS. Yeah, exactly. Well, and then just continuing the story, Edge is going to beat CM Punk with some help from the Edgeheads, and I just don't remember when they wrestled at Mania, but it's a WrestleMania rewind. My favorite now. WrestleMania matches. <laughs> It's lost to time. I think they said they both were in Money in the Bank last yeah, year. I they, think that was their they pulled excuse. Out but, yeah. Bit of a cop-out, as uh, a lot of the stuff in this build-up is. But uh, <laughs> back over to home base on SmackDown. And apparently, sometime during the week on WWE.com, Vicky Guerrero <laughs> yeah. added Shawn Michaels to this main event handicap match to be Ric Flair's partner in the steel cage against Edge and the Edgeheads. So Edge guys? The Edge guys. Those two <laughs> Edge guys. HBK uh, and Flair meet up backstage again, and they're talking about watching each other's back, and Sean says it's because he wants Ric Flair to be at his best mm-hmm. for that retirement match. So he's going to watch his back and be with him tonight. So um, I think we saw that with Batista and Undertaker. That's right. <laughs> and yeah. Cena and, and Shawn Michaels. Common theme. <laughs> last year. Yeah. So we get to see Ric Flair's final ever SmackDown match to this day. Um, HBK comes out. Uh, he's his partner inside the cage. Edge and the Edge guys are out next. And <laughs> Dude, how great, how great. You were just talking about Hawkins and Ryder, how cool it was for them to take choke slams for WrestleMania. Yeah. They literally got to face Ric Flair in one of his... Last matches, I mean, ever. Like, he yeah. had a few TNA matches, mm-hmm. but still, this is one of the final matches he ever had, uh, and definitely one of his last in WWE. What a cool moment what for these What a cool moment for these young guys that are, again, they're just fans like us, man, but they just happen to make it in the wrestling business. So, yeah, definitely really cool there, and the style of match you're going to have is is really fun here. This is pretty unique. Um, Teddy wheels out Vicky, who gives us... I don't know if it's the first, but it's the first one we've heard in these promos. She gives us an excuse me. She does, yeah. <laughs> Gentlemen, excuse me. Excuse me. So we don't, you know, we don't watch the whole show always, so she may have given another one, but this was an early excuse me from Vicky Guerrero. Yeah. That was fun. And you've mentioned a lot, Travis, you've talked about the addition to Chavo into this storyline yeah. and how we're seeing the formation of La Familia here. So I don't think they've given it a name yet, but she does bring out Chavo Guerrero to add to this handicap match, making it four on two. So you've got Edge, Hawkins, Ryder, and Chavo versus Flair and Shawn Michaels in a steel cage. And, man, you might think this would be a cluster, and it kind of is in a sense, but... You compared it in your notes, Travis, to War Games. Yeah. I thought that was perfect. Yeah, it really reminds me of War Games where, but Flair's on the other side. He's the baby face. <laughs> Usually he was on the heel side right, right. with, the with you know, obviously the four horsemen always got the first pick in War Games, and they always outnumbered the faces. But this really reminds me of War Games, how there's just a lot going on. The heels are all over the baby faces here, and uh, and then we get that big baby face comeback. It's awesome, but yeah, really, really, and kind of, and there's blood in it too. So, Ric really, Flair bleeds. Yeah, naturally. Surprise, yeah. <laughs> Remind me of War Games. I and I love me some War Games. So, uh, yeah, it, I would recommend watching this, yeah. folks. If you've never watched this match before, it's really long. 
and it it does like when I was watching it, I thought it was kind of boring at first because it's just the heels dominate Flair and HBK for so long. But when Flair and HBK finally make their comeback, like they have sucked this crowd in yeah. because they have got so much sympathy from being beat up for so long, and they managed to pull out this comeback. And then the uh, uh, Flair and HBK get Edge and Ryder and Stereo Figure Fours. Yes. Chavo comes off the top rope with a frog splash onto HBK and Flair at the same time. Then the gong hits, and dude, this crowd erupts oh, yeah. when Undertaker shows up in the cage when the lights come up. He goes after Edge. The Edge heads save him. Undertaker hits double choke slams on them. He goes after Edge, who is climbing out of the cage. Chavo saves him. But he gives Chavo a tombstone, and then Edge finally barely climbs out and escapes in a very heelish manner to give his team the win. Uh, but of course, he's gloating like he did it all. So right. I did it again, I did it again, as he backs away from the ring. And Undertaker is seething, rolls his eyes into the back of his head, and then Undertaker's music starts to play as. You know, as we've seen, his anger can mm -hmm. make the electricity in the room <laughs> yeah. go off. So the lights flicker, and he slashes his throat and points again to the WrestleMania sign as the show goes off the air. So this is really fun, man. And uh, before you get to SmackDown, Travis, yeah. you know, we, we talked about you going to Hollywood last week, and you put a fun picture on our yeah. Facebook page. Um, LL Cool J. LL Cool J and... <laughs> Vince... McMahon. This man, his Hollywood Walk of Fame yeah, star, star. stumbled upon it, right? And yeah, and I literally, like, you asked me, like, were, were you looking for it? No, I wasn't looking for Vince's. I just was walking around right over there with my family. I looked down. There's Vince McMahon. Like, I took a picture of LL Cool J as a joke. But then there's Vince's, like, a couple paces down. And I was just like, man, this is hilarious. And so you pointed out something here in your notes about that. Some Undertaker fate right there. Well, yeah. I just happened to be reading some of these results on these uh, Raw episodes here, and this is where we get the moment where he <laughs> got his star on the Walk of Fame. We see footage of it on Raw on March 17th, over the weekend. Vince McMahon got his star on the Walk of Fame that you just happened to stumble across a couple weeks ago. That so, is crazy. How about it, man? I know. How about it, <laughs> indeed, man? Perfect. That's hilarious. I love it. But um, that's going to take us to next SmackDown. It's March 21st. 08 and uh, world champ Edge comes out with the Edge guys for his match and when his opponent comes out Edge starts laughing. I guess he didn't know whose opponent was and, he, and it's it's a uh, Funaki tune up, match <laughs> tune up against Funaki who <laughs> was here today. Did you see him? I did. Yeah, yeah he was uh, Yamaguchi. -san. <laughs> he was with Yamaguchi son. Yeah, did not get to talk to him. But he's SmackDown's number one announcer. Um, but I think Funaki was hanging out with Tommy Dreamer backstage because he's wearing a WrestleMania 24 t-shirt on the way to the ring. It's just true Tom, Tommy Dreamer fashion. <laughs> like, oh, it's awesome. But commentary, again, putting over how Edge has never lost at WrestleMania. Again, we don't need to belabor the point. It's not true, but he's never been pinned. So, um, But Edge just winds up hitting a spear, but he pulls Funaki up at the two counts to you know, dish out more punishment, want to be a true heel there. Which, you know, sometimes comes back to bite the uh, heel in the butt. But he does a throat slash to mock Taker and hits a tombstone on Funaki and then mocks the classic pin and, and beats Funaki here. But, and I appreciate, you know, we talk about in today's day and age, AJ Styles is kind of doing that, mocking Taker and doing his tombstone and stuff like that and chokeslam and 
really cool when somebody does that. And so I really like that, how it adds, because Taker's on such another level. You don't mock the phenom, you know. So Edge then gets on the mic and says that he pinned Taker two weeks ago, like he said he would. And he's incorrectly says he never lost to him. But then he says, <laughs> you know, tonight I step it up to a whole new level. By the end of the night, you'll all realize just exactly what I'm capable of. And I appreciate his intensity here. He was very intense, very – the only word I got is intense. I mean, he's just – he's great here. He's at the top of his game. Yeah. He's very confident in what he'd he's doing. I'd say he's the best heel in the business at this point at in time. At this stage, yeah. Yeah. Like oh, for sure. More than Orton during mm-hmm. this time, um, anybody else on Raw or SmackDown at this time. BJV? Without question. <laughs> ah, I mean, he's in another level, of course. Uh, no. Another level of ribs. But uh, remember last week when we talked about how Red Hot Chili Peppers' Snow Heyo was the theme for WrestleMania and how it was kind of like, that's kind of odd because it's actually a popular band and popular song. Of course. Well, we're treated tonight, this episode of SmackDown, to another WrestleMania theme song, which is Light It Up by Rev Theory. And I just thought to myself, it's more like it. Yeah, that's more like it. That's the WWE I know and love right there, so... Well, Chavo comes out for his match with Taker, and he's flanked by what will soon become La Familia. He's got Edge and the Edge guys with him. Taker comes out. Chavo bumps like, uh, I mean, bumps awesomely for Taker. Plays his role very well. He'll try to get involved. Taker's constantly having to swat swat them away like little flies. Um, knocks one of them off the, off the apron and tosses Ryder over the top rope onto Edge and Hawkins, which is awesome. And then after a choke slam. He winds up locking on that submission maneuver, and Chavo's going to tap. And, of course, he's bleeding from the mouth like everybody has so far. I mean, it's 100% like every time he does his move, he somebody bleeds from the mouth. So that's pretty cool. That's quite the success rate. Yeah, quite a success right there. <laughs> it's like uh, we were watching Batman 89 tonight when uh, the Joker burns that man. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Handshakes him and tases him. Yeah. Skin off. Like, yeah, burn Feels the skin off. Every time Undertaker does this move, it's internal bleeding. Yeah, internal bleeding <laughs> immediately. Time. Well, of course, Edge, Hawkins, and Ryder immediately come in and swarm like a good pack of heels should, but Taker goozles the broskies, Edge spears him, then they grab some chairs from the outside, and this is what Edge is talking about. You're going to see what he that he means business tonight. So they wind up just beating Taker with these chairs. He winds up collapsing under this beating, trying to get up. They keep hitting him, laying waste him, and Edge, in my opinion, Edge looks maniacal here he looks like a crazed maniac and i love it this is a great edge um he gives taker some some three letters he loves which is cte with a huge chair shot unprotected to the head puts taker's head on a chair face down and then hawkins and Ryder hold him down as edge screams 15 and 1 dead man nails him with a concerto and they pose i love that they're getting heel heat Going into the pay-per-view, they're not all the way there yet, but getting heel heat. Taker's not standing tall. He looks vulnerable. Really good book in there. Excellent stuff. I love it. I love his confidence. Yeah. I love this rivalry between yeah. these two guys. Absolutely. Well, dude, that takes us into the go-home show for WrestleMania, March 28th, 2008. And... Again, very simple here. Uh, it's not going to go on through the whole show. There's no matches or anything. It's just a classic segment we've seen many times, but Edge brings some new life into it because Edge is going to give a funeral mm-hmm. for The Undertaker's WrestleMania streak tonight. So 
Edge is looking nice in his suit. Yeah. Uh, Hawkins and Ryder yeah. look like straight out of the bag. <laughs> the Coles special. It's like JCPenney's shirt yes. and pants and coming to bag. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Poor guys, man. They're new black to the on roster. Black on black, yeah. <laughs> but um, they tried, you know. Vicky's got a black dress, a black veil on her face. Long black veil. They've got casket in the ring, an organ music playing, there's a podium, candles, candles, black wreaths, a picture of the Undertaker in the ring. They've done it up uh, to the nines out here. And Teddy Long, like we said, he's all monotone. He introduces Vicky Guerrero and Edge. He hates being out there. And the crowd showers Edge with some You Suck chants. As he pulls some note cards with his uh, eulogy out of his jacket pocket, says, we're gathered here tonight to celebrate the demise of an accomplishment, the Undertaker's WrestleMania streak. He says, Undertaker established a level of dominance that may never be seen again. And Edge, you know, he goes through the Undertaker's streak. He lists off a lot of the guys. Mm-hmm. He leaves out Giant Gonzalez and A-Train, but... He lists a lot of the the big names on there. He does. And says, you know, that's all amazing. That's all incredible. But sooner or later, everything must come to an end. So he's going to bury Undertaker at WrestleMania. And with death comes new life and new beginnings. And Sunday, the Undertaker will be eclipsed by the rated R superstar. Again, he's in full confidence. He's the world champion. He thinks he can do no wrong. Uh, Vicky gets on the mic, says, as general, general manager, it's her duty to be unbiased, but it's difficult to do that because she knows Edge not just as world champion, but as a man who is intelligent, strong, determined, tender, loving, and sexy. Mm. Same things I'd say about you, my friend. Thank you, man. Yes. Likewise. <laughs> Edge starts necking with Wolf Vicky. Did not do that. <laughs> It's uncomfortable to watch. <laughs> it always is. Yeah. And every time they go all in on it. Yep. Um, and Edge says that, or excuse me, Vicky says her and the boys made a little present for Edge. So we get a movie trailer for the Rated yeah. R Superstar. That's uh, Rated R for Sex and Violence. It's got clips. Yeah, of I was nervous. <laughs> what was happening? <laughs> yeah, I didn't see Me any and the sex. boys made a video for you. I didn't see any sex in this video. Oh. But well, there's no sex in your violence, as Gavin Rosdale said. He did. The, <laughs> the great, great poet. Gavin Rosdale. <laughs> Gavin Rosdale. Um, Didn't see that coming. It's clips of Undertaker and then clips of Edge overcut with that. Yeah. And the, it's got the movie trailer voiceover guy says, At WrestleMania 24, a hero will become a legend and Edge will defeat Undertaker. So that's good stuff. Edge gives Hawkins and Ryder a hug, tells Vicky she's the love of his life, and lifts Vicky's veil to give her a sloppy wet kiss. And Teddy is looking just disgusted at this in the background. Finally, lights go out. The gong hits. Undertaker's music starts playing. Edge sends Hawkins and Ryder to meet Taker out in the aisle to fight him. (laughs) And I like this, man. They take their belts off and wrap them around their fists. Ready to go. Look like a couple of goons from an '80s movie, they man. Do. That's great. They look like the guys from, from the Batman, Batman movie, '89, which you just said Vicky Vale a second ago too, by the way. Uh, did I? <laughs> Vicky's Vale. Oh. Yeah. Oh, I didn't want to cut it's you off. Influenced our episode. Yeah, it really has. Subtly. <laughs> um, of course, <laughs> if you've watched wrestling Ever. for the past 15 years, if you've listened to this podcast, you know by now that 
The Undertaker's not coming down the aisle. Right. He's already in the casket, and I knew it was going to happen. Yep. I always know it's going to happen. <laughs> yep. I love it every <laughs> single time. It pops me every time. It pops the crowd every time. He pops up out of there. He goes after Edge. He punches Hawkins and Ryder as they try to come back in. And then he, he, the Undertaker, does a little neck snap over to Vicky Guerrero, and she lets out a blood-curdling yeah. scream. <laughs> Undertaker chokeslams Edge into the casket, which was nice. Had no give. Not a oh, bit. It looked awful, like, like painful. Teddy runs away, and Vicky Guerrero miraculously steps up out of the <laughs> yes. wheelchair that she's been in for two months. <laughs> And runs away, which is a great yeah. heel Great touch. heel move. Like, you know. I loved it. It just makes us hate her more for faking all this stuff for weeks. She runs away. Undertaker gives Ryder a tombstone. Gives Hawkins a tombstone. And Edge barely gets out of the ring as Cole lays it all out, man. He says, something has to give at WrestleMania. Undertaker's streak or Edge's championship. So, show goes off the air with Undertaker posing. Shakespeare pose. We fade to black, which you know it's kind of interesting, yeah. Because Taker, you know, spoiler alert, he's gonna go on to win, right? And it's interesting that he's up on top here before WrestleMania. You would think, yeah. kind of puts you into, into a little bit of doubt if you're watching this mm-hmm. back in the day because you think, oh, he's going over strong on SmackDown. I wonder if Edge is actually gonna beat him. And I really did think that back in the day. Yeah. I thought Edge definitely had a shot um, because of his streak right. <laughs> you know uh, I thought it would be a, a cool passing of the torch moment you know and at this point I don't think we knew what match was going on last they mm-hmm. hadn't you always think the, the you know the Royal Rumble winner gets the last spot but I don't think they'd announced that this was the last match we kind of found that out throughout the card we'll talk about that as we get to Wrestlemania here in just a minute so yeah. I thought for sure Flair and Michaels would go on last yeah. I was certain that was going to happen yeah I mean, you could even make an argument for the the Raw main event, you know, could have gone on last, you know, because those are actually the guys from the Royal Rumble that, that won. Um, but, you know, it is what it is. I hope this is our pizza. Hopefully. Well, that takes us to our main event for the night, WrestleMania 24 from Orlando, Florida, from the Citrus Bowl. Uh, March 30th, 2008. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks for the run-in save. Oh, and uh, this was an important one for us, man. Because yeah. this was one that we did watch together back in the day, despite not really watching wrestling much, either of us, as we've talked about here many times on the past few weeks. But we did get together for the old WrestleMania tradition on this night. Yeah, Caleb, our buddy, we've talked about him on this podcast before, and he'll come up again. Specifically, when we get to WrestleMania... Uh, 11, no, 2011, which is WrestleMania 27, <laughs> yes. excuse me. No, uh, not yeah. when we go backwards. Not going backwards. WrestleMania 11. But yeah, we watched it at his house, he got it, I believe Josh was there, well, I know Josh was there, uh, our friend Gibbs, and I believe Chuck Lowe was there with us. Um, I actually got there a little bit late, they had, Caleb's parents made like homemade Chick-fil-A food, like they, the, the secret sauce, the secret recipe uh, Chick-fil-A is he marinated in pickle juice, so mm-hmm. they had fried... Uh, some marinated pickle juice chicken tenders and had that and they talked it all up about how great it was. I got there, I had one little bite. Um, 
And then we sat down to watch WrestleMania, and then I went to get some more, and Caleb goes, well, sorry, you can't have any more, because Josh ate the rest of it, so <laughs> I didn't get any of it. But at least I got one you nibble. more than I had. Exactly. I was going to say, yeah, because you didn't have any. No, I didn't have a thing. No, you know, it, it was still, I was still on the fence about watching this WrestleMania, because I still was not really watching wrestling, but, you know, everybody was getting back together, and I did definitely have some interest in the Ric Flair retirement match. Sure. I felt emotionally connected to that. I I did want to see that. So I actually had plans with my girlfriend at the time uh, to spend the day in Atlanta that day. So I did that and then came in like halfway through the pay-per-view over to Caleb's house and did manage to see that match, which was, you know, incredible. So emotional. Such a special match. uh, got a little teary-eyed watching mm-hmm. it. Me so too. perfectly laid out and done. Oh, the I'm Sorry I Love You is one of my favorite things in wrestling of all time. That that spot is great. I remember, yeah, being... remember you and I being really into it and really emotionally pulled into it and getting kind of distracted because some of our buddies kept clowning around and uh, just kind of wanting to just... Let's get into this. But I remember Punk winning the Money in the Bank. I guess you weren't there for that, probably. Mm-mm-mm. But I remember the rest of us being... We were huge Punk marks, so that was awesome. And then... Obviously, the realizing too that um, you know after we see Sean and and and, and Flair, and then we see uh, the, the Raw main event, you know the Raw World Title one. It's like, oh crap, the main event tonight is is Edge versus Taker because we had no idea what it was, and so that hit me as a fan of Edge, being a fan of his since he came on the scene in '98. I mean, big fan of his. Um, always was and just knowing that he was going to get to main event Wrestlemania against The Undertaker wasn't lost on me I was excited for him as a fan of his and just personally like as a I, you know how big of a fan he is of the business so getting to see him in the main event was cool man I just really have a connection, had a connection with him and I just was excited to see him in this main event slot plus like, Taker right and like I said I was kind of shocked that Flair and HBK did not close the show but in yeah. hindsight it makes sense you know yeah. you don't want to end the show on that Sad, down, depressing note. You want to have a more uplifting ending, which, which you know, we'll see here on there with the baby face going out on top. So in hindsight, it makes sense. And dude, without a doubt, one of the coolest looking WrestleManias. This was the first oh, open yeah. air one since WrestleMania Nine. So 15 years uh, in between them doing this open air thing in the Citrus Bowl, and it's just so enormous, the backdrop, and the rampway is so long, which will come into play during the match, but man, I absolutely love this set, maybe one of my favorites. First uh, one on HD, and too, first and Man the first Blu-ray when they come out, too. It was it the actually, first Blu-ray ever for yeah. WWE, I believe. And it came out, and then they like actually wound up ceasing production for a while because of some right stuff with Mayweather and his music and stuff like that. So know. it was very hard to come by. I actually do have it now, but um, it was very hard for me to yeah. come by on the aftermarket. So, yeah, very cool. But, yeah, you see it in HD. I think it's the one that opens, like, when they have the network. The little emblem, the little then now forever it houses WrestleMania. I think it's just this one. This hmm. the thing it shows in there. It may be one of the other ones outside, but really cool venue, like you said, man. Well, after that flare at HBK, emotional ride, that roller coaster you're taking on. Good old Tool Grisham's gonna interview Edge backstage and really just put a damper on everything. And uh, but Edge gets a great promo here. He says that tonight, you know, we just saw history. We saw one man's career go down. Tonight we're gonna see more history. He takes us back. You know, when I, at WrestleMania six, I was a little boy sitting in the crowd. 
I was the biggest fan of Hogan. The biggest fan that can the Canada had, he says, in God's country. The biggest fan in God's country <laughs> of Hogan. You know, he said, but guess what? That night, my hero lost. You know, and that wasn't the only thing that was lost that day. My innocence was. So I don't know what happened in <laughs> Toronto that night, but no, I'm just kidding. Edge, you know, his his hero lost. He got beat, so his innocence was lost. He lost a part of himself that day. So he says, now it's come full circle. You know, people rely on The Undertaker to win at WrestleMania. No matter how pathetic, mundane, or lousy their lives are, they can always count on the dead man. Well, that all changes tonight. It really does. Tonight, they get slapped in the face with a cold, hard dose of reality. There's probably a little kid sitting in that crowd tonight, just like me all those years ago that believes anything in this world can happen, even 16 and all. Tonight, I crush that kid's spirit. I pluck his innocence when I defeat The Undertaker and walk out of WrestleMania, the true phenom, and still the world heavyweight champion. Great promo. I tell you what, I'm only speculating, but I don't think anyone wrote that promo. No. For Edge. That came from him. Yeah. That came from his mind. Came from true personal experience. Yeah. And he just you know, put a little sauce on there. Yeah. And turned up the volume a little bit. But it was so effective and such a fantastic promo. Oh, so, yeah. After that high of highs, we go to Kim Kardashian. A name I did not think we'd ever mention <laughs> on this podcast. But that's what makes this podcast great. We, we go all over the place. We get everybody in. But yes, Kim Kardashian gives us the new attendance record at the Citrus Bowl. We get a fantastic promo video for this match. And what I loved about this is that it really did. It tied in everything from yes. Edge stealing the world title from Undertaker yeah. back in May of 2007 yeah, with the money in the ago. bank, which is not what they had planned. Right. Like, this was not, oh, we're going to do this and then have them fight at WrestleMania right. the next year. Both guys ended up having injuries, mm-hmm. and it's just one of those things of perfect timing, but it just makes this all that more special. Oh, yeah. This main event at WrestleMania had been 11 months in the building. They show Survivor Series. They show Armageddon and um, all the stuff in between these things. Just so effective and really gave it even more weight. Oh, yeah. And that's one of the things I love about wrestling is how it can change sometimes. And you take a negative, like an injury to your two top stars. You move Edge over to SmackDown to be the top star because Taker's gone, and then Edge gets hurt. And then with the long game of that, you know, it, it winds up making building for a fantastic main event to cap off this really cool WrestleMania here. Really, really good. And we're going to get um, Cole and Coach on our commentary team for the main event. So is this Coach's one and only main event call at WrestleMania? I believe so. got to be, right? Yeah. So, so his WrestleMania moment. Yeah, absolutely. And he does a good job. He does. He's, he's fine. Yeah. You know? Entrances here are spectacular for both guys. Again, fitting in with the set and, and just with it being WrestleMania in general. And Undertaker is out first as mm-hmm. he is the challenger, which is kind of rare and special. Honestly, maybe his most spectacular entrance of all time. Like, I'm going out on a limb there, but just this massive stage behind him, all lit up in purple, 
up against the the night sky of Orlando. Yeah. Flames erupting. Huge flames. Taker makes his way out, lifts his hands up as more flames go up. Uh, the camera shots are perfect. Undertaker's got a new, little bit of a new look. Yeah, he's got a sleeveless robe that is kind of a throwback to the Attitude Era. Yeah, it really is. Bit. Yeah, and no hat, which we we've, oh. we've seen him with the hat for the past four years or yeah. so. So this is weird to see him not have the hat when he comes out. And honestly, I thought Undertaker had a pretty brisk pace as he came out because yeah. he has such a long way to go. It's not the typical slow waltz down to the ring but man it was just fantastic looking and as you mentioned in hd even better yeah really cool and then it hit me i remember that night it hit me like at this moment like edge is gonna come out last Mm -hmm. at wrestlemania like what a childhood dream come true and it's not against anybody it's against the undertaker you know the phenom who's been there for so long and i tell you what like you can see that real emotion come through on Edge as he comes out. We'll get to in just a second. But Taker raises his lights, gets in the ring, removes his cloak as Cole runs through all of his fallen opponents, and Taker's pacing back and forth in the ring. And then we hear, you think you know me? And, uh, again, I cannot put over the real emotion. We saw it a couple months ago in real life when Edge came back from his injury, mm-hmm. like in nine years after an absence. It was raw emotion at Royal Rumble 2020. Uh, you see him, and you see... A glimpse of that here as he comes out. Yeah, I think I've heard him talk about this on podcasts and other interviews. But you see him, he, he wheels out Vicky Guerrero, gets a good luck kiss from her at first. But then as he goes down the aisle, he's like shaking his hands. Yeah. Like, I think he's talking about he literally was numb in his yeah. hands. He was trying to get feeling in them. And you can see it across his face, the excitement and the pride that he has to be out there. He's trying to mix that in with still yeah. being in character, but still just taking in, you know, this enormous crowd. Yeah. This outdoor setting. It's it's wonderful. And his entrance, his pyro that he gets is wild. Oh yeah. Too. It's it's over the top and exciting. So very, very cool. Big deal for both these guys. This is also Undertaker's first WrestleMania main event since WrestleMania 13, 11 years ago. Yeah. So big deal for him as well to be back in that uh, back in that place, you know. It points to his power and legacy that he can main event and then 11 years later be back in the main event. I wonder who else has done that. We have to look that up and see. That might be a record. It might be a record of 11 years in between, you know, cuz even when Hogan came back, he didn't main event mm-hmm. anytime and uh, yeah, anyway, interesting to see, but like you said, Edge comes out, and uh, I love Taker hasn't stopped staring him down since he's come out. He's got a personal issue here. Uh, Edge gets up on the um, on the, the ring ropes on the turnbuckle, and he's taking his jacket off, and he's eyeing Taker, but he kisses his title, gives it to Jimmy Corderas, a fellow Canadian. And this Is might he? Be Jimmy, I think so, yeah. I didn't know that. This might be Jimmy Corderas' uh, first WrestleMania man event as well. So a lot of firsts here. Really cool, but... Um, before the match actually starts, Taker approaches the middle of the ring as Corderas still has the uh, title in his hand and he does a throat slash and Corderas acknowledges to have the bell rung and then Edge just take pushes him in the corner and starts punching him and Taker hits him with the clothes on and hits another one. They immediately go over the top rope to the outside. So it's already starting off really intense. Yes, no collar and elbow tie-up. No. A lot of aggression from Edge which is exactly what he should be showing here against The Undertaker. 
Taker puts Edge down with a clothesline. He clotheslines Edge out of the ring. Undertaker gets outside, chases him back into the ring, but Edge stomps on him, and then Undertaker gets up and hits the old apron stunner, one of his favorite moves, and then gets in some classic referee intimidation to Mr. Cordieris. Oh, yeah. Good stuff here. He does the ref intimidation absolutely. Hits it, gets hit by a big boot by Edge, and then Edge gets hit by a diving clothesline. And Taker goes for the first cover of the match real quick into this match here. Gets a two count. Starts working over that arm. And Cole, again, is putting over how Taker adds more to his repertoire every year. But as he says that, Taker goes for old school, which is so, <laughs> it's so funny to me. But, but we get a new yeah. spot I don't think we've really seen before out of this because – Classic form, Edge pulls Undertaker down. For the first time, he goes for old school. But Undertaker actually holds on and arm drags Edge. So it's like a double reversal. It was cool. And that is going to be the story of the match, is whatever Taker has, Edge has figured out a way around it. Now, Taker might reverse the reversal too, but that's the story being told in this match, is Edge is the opportunist. He's studied the tapes. He's studied Taker. He knows what to reverse, and it's going to be build and just build and build as this match goes. So, really cool stuff. Again, Taker chokes Edge again, intimidates Jimmy Corderas again, goes for a knee. Somehow, though, he, he like runs at Edge, hits him with a knee in the corner, but then he flies over the top <laughs> rope and spills to the outside. So, I don't know, man, but... It's his kryptonite, man. It is, that daggum corner. But it is cool because it does... It, he, he begins to sell like lower back pain like he hit the apron. And um, that's going to be a part of this match, too, that Edge is going to work on, the lower back. Edge hits a baseball slide to keep Undertaker on the outside, and then heads outside himself, rams Taker into the apron, rolls inside to break the count. Always good. Yeah. And then pulls Taker onto the apron and hits like a neck breaker across the top mm-hmm. rope, which was a nice little spot. Yeah, Taker falls to the outside from the apron, and... Uh, Edge goes out there and throws him back in the ring and starts working on him in the corner, shoulders, in the gut. Edge is just all over him at this point, and it's it's a lot. He's he's on him a lot more than you ever see somebody really get on Taker. He's just really, uh, really getting the heat on Taker here more than you ever see. So Taker's gonna fire back with some punches and headbutts. Tries to go for a scoop slam, but Edge reverses it into the, a pin for two count. And I just want to point out, again, Taker's selling that back as Edge hits a drop kick, and Taker just keeps grabbing to his lower back. Yeah, when he did that body slam, he kind of stumbled yeah. out of it because yeah. he was selling the back, mm-hmm. uh, which is <clears throat> going to be the story, like you said, of this match. Um, Edge hits a standing drop kick, heads to the top rope. Undertaker shoves him off, and Edge flips yeah. over from the top rope and lands on his back on the outside, which just knowing Edge's... Neck problems and back right. problems, man. That was a nasty spot. To oh watch. yeah, it hurt to watch. But Undertaker comes out with a nasty little spot of his own. Yeah, he runs hit the ropes and goes over and does the flying ooze. I mean, the flying cow over the top <laughs> rope crashes down on Edge, which is always a sight to behold. And mm-hmm. do we haven't seen that in a while, have we? Probably not since WrestleMania last year. Yeah, he did to Batista. I can't recall us covering that move and any other one since then. Mm-hmm. So. Really cool to see that. He's pulled that out. You know, um, again, that's just impressive to see a man that big leap over the top rope, especially at his age, too, you know? Right. Undertaker uses that to take advantage, of course. It's the apron stuff, the leg drop, selling the back, though, like wincing, Mm -hmm. grabbing it every time he does a move. 
and he goes for a last ride once they're back in the ring, but his back gives out on him this time. I don't yep. think we've ever really seen Undertaker sell the back like right. this, giving out like this, and it tells a paints a great story here. And Edge hits a big boot on Taker and gets a two count as he takes advantage of all of this. Yeah, Edge is going to really just uh, focus in on the lower back now as he kicks him in the back, then they go to the outside, and Edge grabs Taker up and hits like a, a back suplex, and Taker lands back first right on the barricade and just bends in half and crashes mm-hmm. over the barricade into the front row. Mm-hmm. And they replay it a time or two, and it's really cool to see I mean, the way he hit it. It looked really nasty, you know, and it's just really, really good psychology here as Edge is going to actually pull Taker back and throw him in the ring and, and try to cover him for two because he knows he's weakened. Then Edge takes Paige out of his old buddy Lance yeah. Storm, fellow Canadian's book, for a single leg crab. Uh, move we've seen Undertaker do, time or two mm-hmm. as well. And then kind of twists it and drives a knee into Undertaker's back as he's doing it. I loved it. The crowd's getting into it. They're clapping and cheering for Undertaker. Undertaker finally rolls out of it and gets a two quick two count on Edge. But then Edge quickly recovers and sort of locks Taker's legs in a weird non-submission. Yeah. Didn't really know what he was going for there. It's like a sharpshooter, but you don't put your leg through. He's just like holding his legs crisscrossed, kind of like a... Yeah. He's trying to make something up and didn't quite work, but the edge continues to work over the back. They get up, we get the yay boo punches. Undertaker hits a few soup bones and they win out. He whips Edge into the corner, hits a couple splashes, snake eyes, but Edge hits a drop kick on Undertaker as he's going for that big running boot. He gets a two count off of that. And as you mentioned, the announcers are putting over Edge for doing his homework on the Undertaker and his moves of doom. Yeah, he's just he's got an answer for all these moves. He's got reversals, you know, out the wazoo. So Edge is gonna go up to the middle rope and jump off, but Taker's gonna grab him by the throat and goozle him. But Edge is gonna reverse out. And then Taker's gonna reverse that again and then goozle him again. And he's going to take him up for a choke slam, but Edge is going to wrap his arm around uh, Taker's head and hit like that high-impact DDT that he hits, the impaler DDT or whatever. Mm-hmm. But he only gets a two-count, so Taker can finish off BJDV with that move, but Edge can't oh, finish Taker Edge, off. Not Edge, man. It's the world heavyweight champion. <laughs> mm-hmm. Edge goes for the spear, but Taker kicks him in the face. He, he does finally <laughs> hit the choke slam. my favorite spear reverse anybody ever does. Just kick him right Punt him in the, in the head. <laughs> And then Undertaker goes for old school again, but Edge crotches him this time. And Edge heads all the way up top from the top rope for that super duper plex. Always exciting to see. Edge crawls over for a cover, and Taker barely kicks out of this one. And then Edge makes that patented mistake we've seen time after time after time. He goes for the punches in the corner and stops to pose. And Undertaker. Goes for the last ride, but once again, Edge reverses the reversal and it hops out, hits a neck breaker for another two count. Oh man, that was a huge near fall there. Uh, I really loved that spot there. It was, it was excellent. It was excellent. And uh, after that, um, he's gonna do the throat slash, and uh, as Taker's up and he's holding his lower back, he's gonna get. Edge up for the tombstone, but Edge is going to, again, reverse and slip over the back, hit that edge-o-matic, like that reverse X-Factor kind of, hit the edge-o-matic from behind, get a two-count on Taker, pick him up, get Irish whip, but Taker's going to get him a big boot, 
He's going to go for old school for the third time in the match and actually hit it this time. So I love the the tease of the old school because the crowd's going to pop and cheer for it. And we got it twice where it's been taken away from us. Now we're going to get it. He's actually going to hit it. And the crowd is very much still invested in this yeah. match. After a long night of wrestling, a lot of great wrestling and emotional stuff, they're still very much into this match, which yep. is impressive. Um, Undertaker gets a big boot, but Edge ducks and... Taker hits Jimmy Corderas instead. So Edge goes for that inverted DDT and gloats on top of Undertaker. But Undertaker sticks his hand up, goozles Edge, gets back up. But Edge kicks Undertaker right into Death Valley. Um, and then Edge rolls out of the ring and makes a nod to their Survivor Series. Oh, I love or, it. Or not match. I mean, he did the run-in in yeah. there and grabbed a cameraman. Grabbed a cameraman and took the camera out of the cameraman's hands, <laughs> slams it into Undertaker's head, and Cole is quick to note that it is Shades of Survivor Series. Mm-hmm. So great pickup by Cole there. Absolutely. Great, great callback. I love, we've talked about this before, like we just love when previous encounters get you know brought back up in future matches. It's, it's excellent, excellent storytelling. Um, Corderas is going to roll off the apron, actually. He, like, he rolls out of the ring and just splats to the outside. So... Uh, as Taker's going to sit up in the ring. Edge does a throat slash this time. Edge gets Taker up, but he reverses out of uh, the tombstone, and Taker you know, flips over him, and Taker's actually going to nail the tombstone. He's going to go for the classic cover, but we've got no referee. Cue little Nate running like he's trying out for the NFL Combine, and he is booking it from backstage down through the streets of Orlando into the ring. You talk about a WrestleMania moment, dude. <laughs> yes. Charles Robinson... The greatest run-in of all time. <laughs> so. He made the most of his spot. Man. He's like 85 years old here. <laughs> <laughs> running a uh, four-second 40 out to the ring <laughs> yeah. and hits a perfect slide into the ring, does what he can to get the two count, but it only gets two because he had to run three miles to get into the ring. Uh, he had he had ref the uh, Sean and mm-hmm. and. Uh, Flair Master, he's probably boohooing backstage with his idol. Right. And now he's got to run, you know, 100 miles an hour down to the ramp. That's awesome. Just perfect. Great man. WrestleMania moment. And then Kurt Hawkins and Zack Ryder get their WrestleMania moment, man. They're WrestleMania main eventers right mm-hmm, here. Mm-hmm. Uh, they'll never be in a real main event match, but nope. they can say they main evented WrestleMania. Uh, they come out not with the speed of Charles Robinson, no. I will say. <laughs> They're lagging behind. Undertaker catches him at the apron, and he chokeslams, I think it was Hawkins, on top of Ryder in a nice little spot. So, again, they make the most of their little WrestleMania moment and have a fun little spot there. Yeah, it was cool. But it's enough distraction, though, because as Taker turns around, Edge spears him. Edge covers him, gets a a two-and-a-half count as the crowd just blows up for that near fall because you don't know. Is this the end, you know? This is a great false finish. Great false finish. Crowd's on their feet now, man. I just, you, you can see, and, it, and it's, it is different, a different sound for the uh, the first time here. When the sound in one of these open arenas is a lot, or open stadiums is a lot different than an arena. So, but this crowd sounds like they're in an arena at this point. They are on their feet, they're cheering. Everything is great here. Edge goes for another spear, and then he hits it. He's going to lean over Taker like, as a mistake, and uh, Taker's going to lock in that new submission move. <laughs> the deadly submission hold. Edge struggles to the ropes. 
He's waving his hand out there for a long time. Is he going to tap? Is he going to go for the ropes? But Edge is forced to tap out. The Undertaker wins the World Heavyweight Championship for the second time and takes the streak to 16-0 and at WrestleMania. Whew, so good. So good. Incredible moment here. And this crowd, every single person is on their feet. Spare again. Spare again. And this might be it. Oh, oh, oh. That's submission maneuver. That's submission hold. That's deadly submission hold. That's taken out so many men. Can Edge get to the ropes? The champion's in trouble. Will he tap? Will he tap? Edge trying to make it. He's what a foot away. A foot away from the rope. And he tapped out. We've got a new champion. Undertaker is still selling after the match is over. He clutches yeah. that title. He tries to get back up to his feet and then collapses. Um, we see some replays, and we see Undertaker hitting the Shakespeare pose, and an incredible firework display Oh man! goes off oh, man. all across the top of the Citrus Bowl. They light up the night sky. Just an awesome epic scene for the undertaker here they put disney's nightly uh, fireworks uh display to shame here man with taker's big win uh, i've seen many of those at disney world and this was much 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 more impressive so really cool shades of 97 when he's holding that title in the shakespeare but i really love that you know um he's on one knee in the middle of the ring and i just man i just wrote my notes i love this match i love it i ha- i have not seen it since the night we watched it I, yeah. I haven't watched this match again yeah uh i was blown away by the psychology, the intensity, the storytelling, and you can tell that even in Edge's loss here, this dude got over. Um, there's, uh, uh, you, you can get over or you can go over, they say, and even though he didn't go over, Taker went over, Edge got over in this match, and he became a main event wrestler here. Man, the psychology he showed, the poise he showed, it was awesome. I cannot recommend this match enough. Um, good stuff. We talked about Undertaker making Edge on some other podcasts, yep. and he continued doing that here. He gave him so much. Yeah, Edge lost the match, but he came out a bigger star mm-hmm. and, and and on his same level as an Undertaker in this match. Like you, I hadn't seen this match since we watched it live. I remember liking it yeah. then. I loved it. Yeah. Now, I think up to this point, I think this is the Undertaker's best WrestleMania match. Like, I put it above the WrestleMania 17 match. I put it above mm, the WrestleMania yeah. 18 match. For me, my yeah. personal opinion. And you know what? You know, we've so. got some great ones to cover uh, in the near future, so I don't know how it'll stack up against those. But up to this point, for me, best match in the streak. It was fantastic to watch a must watch yeah if for some reason you out there have never seen it go back and revisit it if you have seen yeah. it because it was 
better than I remembered, which is not always the case on here. Well, and we talked about WrestleMania 23. That match was great. A mm-hmm. really great match. And then this one is excellent. Really good. And then guess what? The next two years are going to be the standard for WrestleMania matches. You know, run, so, yeah, what a what a what a run. And then well the triple, the triple H, H match matches are fantastic. Are really good. So yeah. From you know, from last year forward it's just like five stars, five stars, five. It's just awesome, man. But um You really had cool. um something else that yeah. you Picked up through one of Edge and Christian's podcast as a nice little footnote for this too, to just show how important it was for Edge and uh, even Undertaker and his career. Yeah, back when uh, Edge and Christian did the ANC Pot of Awesomeness before Edge came back to wrestle and before Christian was a you know a co-host on WWF backstage or EWE, excuse me, backstage. Um, they did their Q- a Q and A one time, and I remember listening to it, and I it, it piqued my. Or I remembered it as I was doing research for this. And I had to go look it up online to find it because I couldn't remember the episode. But anyway, regardless, it's one. Uh, Christian's talking about how he doesn't have a lot of memorabilia from his his uh, matches and from his, and, and he never, he doesn't have a lot of stuff. And Edge said he has all his old gear, all his old robes. They're like in a in a vacuum sealed thing in the attic for his his kids to do whatever they want to with, but. One thing that he does have that he cherishes more than all of that is from this match. So after this match, apparently backstage, he said this is not a common thing in wrestling, but on this night, The Undertaker gave him his gloves from this match, and he gave Taker his kick pads and tights from the match. So he's like, you know, I don't know if Taker wanted all that, but he's like, I, he got all that from me. And I got his gloves as a sign of respect. Because you know Taker's not giving his pants away and stuff like that, you know, and his boots. But, like, what a sign of respect. Because we haven't heard anybody else talk about Taker doing that wow. after after a match. So what a career highlight, you know. Um, and he says, too, on, on that same episode that people say, what's your what's your biggest moment? And obviously now he's come back to wrestling. That may, Royal Rumble might be his biggest moment at this point. But uh, back, you know, when this was recorded, he said, you know, Holding the tag team titles with his best friend Christian was great. Money in the banks, great, all that. But his 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 top moment of all time is main eventing WrestleMania against the Undertaker. Because again, you do not get any bigger than that. There's two main events at WrestleMania. One's Undertaker match. One's the last match on the card. He got them both in one. So <laughs> yeah. you know what I'm saying. So he said that is it's it's a dream come true, and it's it, I just I can't help but feel how, how happy for him. You know. So what a, what a cool story! Absolutely, and in that environment, in that setting, yeah. in that arena, it's so unique and special, and truly amazing. One of the best things we've covered, and one of the reasons why we're covering this man, the Undertaker. That <clears throat> speaking of truly amazing, today let's let's bring it in yeah. to the present tense, Travis. We've made the people wait long enough. We're here. We're in New York right now together. Some fifteen years, sixteen years 16. after we were Almost last to day, here yeah. together at WrestleMania twenty. Thanks again to the wonderful generosity of my parents sending us here as a birthday present at the big event in New York. Man, let's dish. Let's talk about this once in a lifetime surreal experience here in New York. Yeah, I mean, we got about no sleep last night at your house. Just excited <laughs> and uh, got up at the crack of dawn. Uh, go, went to the Atlanta airport. Everything went fine. Flew here. Got well. You didn't get your Chick Fil A. I didn't get Chick Fil A at the Atlanta airport on uh, uh, Concourse D, but it's okay. 
Got me an Einstein Brothers bagel, and it was, it was all right. And Passed. some Annie Ann's. And we had Annie Ann's pretzels, so that was good. So, yeah, it'll, it'll stand in. But um, Played got, some Battleship. Played Battleship. On the plane. Yeah, on the plane. I think uh, we wound up being even. I think you beat me okay. two to one. I don't remember. But anyway, it was it was fun, though. It was old times. Excellent. Uh, got here. Got off the plane. Got the shuttle. Brought us right over here to the hotel, the Plaza Hotel at uh whatever this place called LaGuardia Plaza yeah. Hotel yeah and um dropped us off and we go to walk up to the front door and there's a giant line of people going outside um and we're like huh we've already got our tickets so we can just go on in only to be stopped by a New Yorker no 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 you got tickets you got to go in the line over here <laughs> uh so this event you know it we were cutting it close by getting here i think it started the whole event, this was not just an Undertaker signing. No. This was a big, giant event. fan fest, a big event, if you will, with lots of your classic stars from the 70s, 80s, 90s, 2000s, and we'll talk about a lot of the ones that were here. So this was a huge fan fest, um, I guess, I mean... I guess like a thousand people or so were here, maybe something like that. Oh, I'd say sold at least seven hundred yeah. tickets just for Undertaker. But anyway, Undertaker, Bret Hart, Braun Strowman were the headliners for this thing, so you had to buy tickets for those people specifically. But then there was a bunch of undercard people you could just get in and you know pay you know, ten bucks, twenty bucks, like little boogeyman, <laughs> like little boogeyman, <laughs> not boogeyman. The little boogie man. Who I believe we covered uh, briefly on this show. But anyway, we'll try not to harsh on the negativity here. No, but needless to say, a bit disorganized. A bit of a mess getting the whole situation of getting people lined up and then having separate lines for Undertaker who, you know, uh, just pointing to his... Legacy and his fan base brought out an incredible turnout, so it was even bigger than these people had anticipated. They didn't have room for everybody in the building, so we ended up outside, pretty cold. We're a couple southern boys, Mm -hmm. and it was in the 30s out there, which we expected to be outside waiting for a little bit, and... The line was moving at first, and you know that's okay. You know, it's, it's, I don't mind being in a line as long no. as it's moving, and you see some direction. But we got about twenty people from getting into the hotel. It took like thirty minutes or so, and then the line stopped moving. <laughs> yep, it came to a halt. And it's not that thirty degrees is a problem. I don't mind. It's like it is back at home for me. It's a 30 degrees with the New York wind yeah. blowing off the, I mean, right, we're running through the airports. Wind is just blowing through these buildings. It is, it is, makes me, my arms, I feel like Edge, I'm shaking my arms out, trying to get feeling back in my hands, you know? <laughs> my feet are numb. A uh, little dude in front of us was, man, he was uh, cold. Everybody was cold. There were people there with no jackets. It was insane. But yeah, we come to an abrupt, abrupt halt there. And we stand there for what another hour and a half before another we finally hour get in. And a half. Yeah. The building is not, or the people running the event are not really communicating with us. There were some other people in line that were getting pretty Ugh, yeah. heated with them. You know, whatever. Um, but Ye- yelling about how your this place is disorganized is not going to make them put you in faster. Exactly. So just have manners. <laughs> um, but we tried to make the most of it. We yeah. talked to a guy named Fred or Frank. 
<laughs> well, he was a real nice guy, uh, local guy. Had an awesome Undertaker chalk line jacket on. Uh, There's another Taker hat. Undertaker cosplayer behind us. Um, who was? Oh yeah. Lot of lot of characters out there, man. It was a lot of great fans. Undertaker has a lot of incredible fans that we have talked to throughout this show, and uh, it was fun to meet a few of you out there and speak with you and see. Oh man, so many vintage T-shirts oh, and posters and hats. Um, a lot of guys with that special custom title belt. Yeah, the, the purple WWE shops. Looks like Jeff selling. Hardy's TNA title. Yeah, mm-hmm. cool. quite a few of those, which is pretty cool looking in person. Oh yeah, uh, it's a hefty investment, but it, it does look pretty cool. Um, and so just man, it was. We were tired already. It was cold. It was frustrating. We were worried. Like, Undertaker's only supposed to be there for four hours. Right. Like, we're already stuck in this line. Like, dude, I don't know if Undertaker's going to hang out all day. Right. It He's was, the Undertaker. He has every right to go home if he wants to. <laughs> yeah. We were trying to stay positive. Yeah. But it was a long two hours. Finally, get in the door just to have to wait again. Yeah. <laughs> in the autograph line. Uh, or, excuse me, in the picture line. Spence. Well, first of all, they're like, do you have tickets? We're like, yeah, right here. And they're like, oh, no, you have to have tickets to get in the building. We're like, we have tickets to meet Taker. Like, no, you have to have, like, general admission tickets. So, thank God I had some cash. I mean, it's cash only. It's 2020, people. It's cash <laughs> only, though. So, it is, it is a carny business. So, so luckily I had accurate. some cash. So, we, we threw it down and, and got in here. And it was excellent. We got it. But then we had to get in the line. They're like, you want photo or autograph? And we're like, we got C, all the above. We got, but then we had to get in line for the photos first. So, get in the photo line, and here we go. Off to the races. Yeah, Undertaker did all the photos first, and then after that, everybody got everybody who had an autograph ticket got back in line to get the autograph. Or on the line, or, if you're from Jersey or New York. Me. It's <laughs> it's in line. Yeah. Online doesn't make any sense. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Sorry. Not sorry. But, uh... <laughs> Anyway, in line, again, talking to some people, and we're just excited to be yeah. in some heat inside, right? and just being in the same room, finally, as Undertaker, so it started to be exciting again. I was getting nervous, man, we'd talked like, on the plane, like, yeah, yeah, what are you supposed to say to him? Um, too sweet, and what do you do? Yeah, yeah. do we smile, do we have serious face yeah. in the picture, what do we do? But... It was really awesome to see all the young kids there. That yeah. was my favorite part. So many, you know, elementary school kids, yeah, man. like who were not around during Undertaker's right. peak during his heyday. Um, it just speaks to the the WWE Network for right. one thing, and just Undertaker's legacy and and how he still command yeah. that. So there was a kid, you know, couldn't be more than six or seven, wearing full Undertaker <laughs> get up, the hat, and which everything. was awesome. And then you tell him about the uh, kid who oh, was lying a few yeah. people ahead of us who got his picture with Undertaker. So, yeah, this kid. So, you, you go up on stage, and you, there's a black curtain. You can't see through it. Taker's on the other side of it. Well, this kid and his little, probably, probably five, six-year-old kid, he and his mom and his dad come walking down the steps. They just got done. And he turns around to his mom. He says, Mom, when are we going to see the Undertaker? And she's <laughs> like, honey, that was him. And he's like, what? She's like, yeah, baby, that was him right there. Well, to him, the Undertaker is in a black cloak and a hat and his gloves and his boots. And it hadn't even dawned on you and me like, 
this kid sees him as that, so he didn't know. Like he just met Mark. He didn't even know who that guy was. No way, man. He just knows he took a picture with a giant man with a beanie on. <laughs> Bless his heart. Yeah. <laughs> he didn't know. He just took a picture with the Undertaker, and it was so like funny and cute, but kind of sad because he didn't read. He couldn't enjoy that moment at the time, you know. But. A really, really cute story from that little family. He'll think it was awesome. Oh yeah, you know, five, ten years down the road from now, when he goes back and looks at that. But man, the moment, two and a half years in the making. Uh, you know, yeah, nineteen years as fans in the making. Uh, we finally got on stage. They give him your ticket. They shove you in there with. The Undertaker with Mark Calloway, and we had about you know ten to fifteen seconds with him. We both shook his hand. Yep, he's enormous. He's a big man, big hands. <laughs> I you know I didn't know what to expect. Like I didn't know if he was gonna be in a bad mood, right? Like, from having to deal with all these <laughs> people, right? <laughs> all these wrestling fans who can right. be Jay Browns, who can be great, who can be something else. But you know, he greeted us. He he said hello. We had like a Smile, not you know, he wasn't well, like, cheesing, but yeah. no, but you know, he was in a good mood. It wasn't scowling. Yeah. I, I said it was an honor to meet you. Yeah. It's very intimidating. We both got on one side of him and, and took our picture. Took our picture, and then as we walk away, you say, "Take her easy," <laughs> and that's our slogan. You guys, you guys know, and that's that's our catchphrase. And Alex popped it on Undertaker, and you popped the Undertaker. <laughs> he said. He said, take her easy. I got you. Yeah. Uh, he said, yeah. I got you. Yeah. And I have in my in my pocket, I have my phone on voice memo recording this. So we have the interaction to uh, record and we'll put it up there for you guys to hear. It so. took a second for him yeah. to hit him. And he's like, I got you. Yeah, take her easy. I got you. And so that was cool. That popped us in the return because we're like, yes, he gets it. Like, it's awesome. It. Yeah, I think he liked it, you know, because. He didn't just kind of like smug and, and smirk, you know, and shrug us off. He 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 liked it. So <laughs> little did he know we'd be back. Oh, we'd be back. <laughs> but after that, we go to like the 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 main atrium where like uh, the quote unquote superstars are, and all these wrestling figures and uh, signings and people to meet. Like the wonderful WCW uh, superstar Crowbar. There he was. There he was. Looking I love the same. Him. Looks ex- exactly like he did twenty years ago. But as we're walking up past Crowbar. I look down and I see these pictures, like you know, four by fives, eight by tens, whatever, on this table of Ezekiel Jackson, Big Zeke, the last ECW WWE ECW champion, ECW legend, ECW legend, Big Zeke. I look down and at, I'm I'm literally on the tip of my tongue. I'm about to say, who would ever want a picture of Big Zeke? And as I'm about to say, I look up and Big Zeke is standing there. <laughs> And I am so glad I didn't say anything because that would have been a seriously awkward moment right there. So we might glad. not be talking right yeah, now. Yeah, we may not be talking Taker tonight. <coughs> Maybe talking through a breathing tube at the hospital. Oh, man, I dodged a bullet you there. You did. There were some other legends there. You know, Randy Hogan was there. <laughs> Uh, Barry Horowitz was there. Jackie Gata? Jackie Haas? Gata was there. Um Jamie Noble Boy, Tito Santana, Demolition, actual legends like Kevin Nash. Yeah, Nash was there. Jake the Snake was there. Um, Matt Hardy was there. <laughs> Funaki, as there. we mentioned, was there. Um, Curtis Hughes, who we've talked yes. about on this show. 
Cowboy Bob Orton, who played about. a part in this show. The Little Boogeyman, <laughs> as we've mentioned yeah. on this show a few times. Uh, but most importantly... Who else? There was a few. Oh, other. there was a Lita was there. <laughs> Charlie yes, Caruso was. was there. Oh, my God. <laughs> um, Jim Rome was there from WWE. Nope, no applause. <laughs> Eve Torres was Eve there. Was, and did not want to be there. Wishes she was not there. Yeah. Um, who was, was like... In the oh um, Kevin Sullivan Sullivan was there was there um, with the reinforcer yes the re uh, Andy, <laughs> Andy Anderson, Anderson. yeah <laughs> never heard of that guy yeah never heard my of my life um, General Adnan JJ Dillon did I say or him Carl Mustafa one of those guys. yeah JJ Dillon yeah yeah that was cool yeah um, somebody else but it, it just you know we didn't talk to any of those guys because obviously <laughs> you know they're selling their gimmicks and. 8 by 10s and all that stuff, and I'd love to get pictures with all those guys, oh, but yeah. you know, I can't afford it, but it was cool to just be in the same room as them yeah. and see them. Jimmy Hart, uh, Max Moon. Oh, yeah, Max Moon. Good heavens. How could we forget that? Our boy J-Bags got a picture with Max Moon. Which is great. Yeah, excellent. That's hilarious. Um, but then we decided, all right, let's, let's try and... Let's let's get one more picture with, yeah. with somebody. Let, let's an icon somebody. of the wrestling business. Um, when who should we run into? But fan of the show, guys <laughs> commented on our Instagram. Yeah, the only other person who's been a guest on our show in <laughs> the past, right. the Good Father, <laughs> Papa Shango, the Godfather himself, Kyle Charles Mustafa. Wright, who. Uh, was taking a picture himself with the little boogie man <laughs> yeah. as we walked up to him and said, I gotta send this to Boogie. Boogie's gonna love this. Which he has since posted on Instagram and said, Y'all remember Little Boogie? <laughs> yeah. So yeah, Charles Wright, WWE Hall of Famer is there with a lady. I don't know who she is, his wife or who who it is, his handler, whatever, but she's there with him. So we were like, you know, should we do it? Should we do it? I'm like, and then I think you were like, Yeah, let's do it, man. And it's your birthday, you know, celebration. I wanna make sure we get what you want, so drop some dime for him. It's not too much, I don't think, for both of us being in a picture with him. We get over there and get a shake Charles Wright's hand, and I said, I told him, I said, hey, man, last year you sent me a cameo. Alex paid for it, and you actually inducted me as an honorary member of the Right to Censor. And he's like, oh, was I wearing the Right to Censor shirt? And you're like, yeah, yeah. He's like, oh, I remember that, which he doesn't. He probably does it every week. He probably weekend. doesn't do th- that. Who knows? Yeah, the I don't right know. Right to Censor shirt. But it was cool, I man, because I'll pretend like he remembers me. Oh, and so that's cool, man. And uh, he's like, man, I hated that gimmick. <laughs> you know, yeah, you were like, you, you said you hated it, but we talked about how much we loved it, and it was great. And he said, you know why I hated it? Because I took the Godfather away, and I am the Godfather. So, Well, as we're walking away, man, I, I wish we had recorded this. But I know. It was fun. I didn't know if I was going to do it or not, but I said to him, man, we got to ask you one question real quick. And he's like, okay. I said... Was any point in time where you let the Undertaker wear a pair of your pants? <laughs> and I think he was a little confused at first, and he was just like, oh, what? No, no, yeah. never, never. I'm like, because there's like this pair of pants yeah. that he wore at Survivor Series 2000, and then you wore at the... Royal Rumble 02. Yeah, Royal Rumble 02, and he filled us in, man. Yeah, he said, no, those are not the same pants. They're not even the same... Uh, like layout, and he said, "Plus, I'm bigger than Taker." He said he wears probably like a size 40 waist. I'm a 44 for sure. So there you go, ladies and gentlemen. It is wrestling. Uh, you know, uh, I guess uh, folklore. We don't know. It's a tall tale. 
Uyghur set the record straight today from the Godfather's mouth. Those are not the same pants. I repeat, those are not the same pants. He did say he let Taker borrow <laughs> a couple of his suits, though. Sometimes. Probably when they went out to some establishments late at night. But he did say that those are not the same pair of pants. There so, it is, man. Thank you. Mystery solved here. We say we don't have insider information on this show, but we actually now we do. do man. <laughs> yeah. For real stuff. Yeah. Uh, something everyone has wondered about for 20 years. Mystery solved. Oh, man. Godfather couldn't have been nicer. Fashion files. Seems like. <laughs> we just saw the fashion files. There it is. Yeah. He seems like legit one of the coolest guys. Oh, yeah. All around. So, nice guy. Really nice guy to talk to. Uh, wish we talked to Charlie Caruso, but another time. Another time. Um, then we got in the Undertaker autograph line, yeah. which was, we killed a lot of time doing that, but still had a long way to wait. But, okay, whatever. We're in a, we're feeling good now. Yeah. We were so excited. and uh, again, talk to some dudes in the oh, line. Oh, the jacket. Talk about the jacket the guy in front of us had. There was a guy that, one of the coolest pieces of merch had a, actually, I remember them advertising this on mm-hmm. TV, a denim WrestleMania 12 jacket that was like $120 call in yeah. to Todd Pentengill to get this jacket with the WrestleMania 12 logo on the back. And this guy had... Signed by almost everyone who's on the card on the yeah. WrestleMania 12 card it has Roddy Piper, um, Shawn Michaels, Bret Hart, Vader, Stone Cold, Vader, and he guys Psycho got Sid, Undertaker signing Sid was on there no, on this. Uh, I don't think so, but yeah, well, maybe you know just but all on the, the guys of that era. But on the you know, arms, it has on yeah, on the arms it has Shawn and Bret like like decals almost on the other arm was. Uh, Diesel and Taker, and he's got them signed. Like the signing is right next to their pictures, man. It's so cool, very cool. And it was a legit one from '92. I remember us on this podcast covering that match in the build-up, saying like, I remember the, the commercials for it, and saying, "Man, I want that. Like that would be awesome <laughs> to have." And we saw this dude today that had it, but his friend was a pirate. His friend was a pirate. Paul Burchill, not really. WrestleMania twenty thirty-six, thirty-six five, style. He's six, getting ready yeah. for that. Talked like a pirate all day long until we got the Taker delay again. <laughs> <laughs> he dropped character. He did. He dropped the gimmick. But um, uh, just uh, having some fun, has sharing some laughs with some people. Like everybody's in a much better mood now. Saw so Godfather again. Come out of the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> some security guy was like, make way, make way. And the Godfather ran into the bathroom yep. and had to drop a deuce or something, I guess. And uh, <laughs> everybody started cheering for him. He's like, what y'all doing? Like, We're waiting for Undertaker. And he said, oh, okay. You tell Taker that Bear told him to kiss my Yep. <laughs> I yeah, I don't know what that means. Godfather's nickname was Bear. I guess. Yeah. Some more insider info. Oh, man. He was great. <laughs> He's hilarious. Oh, man, a party was going on in the bathroom, man. Dude, a lot of wrestlers going in and out of the bathroom. Zeke was in there. Jackie Enzo. Gator was in there. Yeah. Oh, Enzo we did see Enzo Amore today. was at this thing. And, and you couldn't have paid me to get his autograph. I wish I had just punched him. Yeah. Just for no reason. <laughs> yeah. Um, anyway, yep. uh, the, some guy in line, it was one of the security guards, had the line of the night. I don't know if he was telling the truth or a story or not, but he said uh, there's a lot of people that had urns that oh, they were getting golly, signed yeah. by The Undertaker, which, of course, that makes sense. Yeah, why not? What did he say? He said that one guy brought the urn up to uh, the Undertaker, and he said, 
hey, uh, my dad finally came to meet you. Do you mind signing to the urn? Like, he's <laughs> saying his dad's in the urn. It was awesome. He's like, it took, it took a while, but my dad finally got to meet you. Can you sign this? And so, yeah, they had take her sign the urn. So I don't care if that's made up or not. I love that. It's, <laughs> it's awesome. either way. Yeah, it's awesome. So then, same process. You hand the people what you're getting signed, and you stand there as Undertaker's signing it, get another you know, 10 seconds or so to talk to him. So I, I had my phone out ready to record again, but the guy asked me to put it away. So I did. You know, yeah. I understand. I put it away. Ted's going to call the NYPD if you uh, <laughs> recorded this moment. Come on. We're already yeah. paid out the butthole yeah. for this. At least let's record 10 yeah. seconds. Whatever. But um, you have a wonderful thing for him to sign. It's I excellent. Did. I got our Taker Easy logo printed on a little poster from tpublic.com, which any of you out there could also get if you like. Um, so I'm going to get that framed when we get back there, but laid that out in front of him as he's sitting at the table and, you know, got to say take her easy to him again. And I explained to him this time, didn't say it before, but I explained this time, this is for our podcast. It's dedicated exclusively to you, man. We only talk about you every week. Yep. And uh, again, Wish we recorded this, but yeah. I'll remember it forever because Taker had a pitch perfect response to this. Yeah, he, <laughs> yeah, he pulls it up Taker easy. Alex tells him the podcast, and he said, well, "What do you talk about after the first five minutes?" <laughs> so just basically joking on himself because he only has one match a year. So. Putting himself down, yeah. self deprecating. Yeah. Like, is it really that interesting to talk about me? Right. <laughs> yeah. An hour and 40 minutes. You know, it was but, awesome, though. Oh, it cracked me up. I'm so glad that he was, he didn't just say, cool. Yeah, yeah, like, exactly. That's he could've, what I thought he was going to say. All he had to do was say, okay. Or like, oh, well, the Jerry McDavid will be on that. Like, that's the WWE <laughs> lawyer, you know. Real famous lawyer, you know. Uh, he could have said that. I'll have Jeremy call you, give you a call. But he didn't. He said, oh, what are you talking about the first five minutes? <laughs> so that's cool, man. Like, what a cool guy. Perfect. Yeah, like Perfect both interactions response. were awesome. And, like, at first it was kind of like, why did you get in line twice? Like, why can't we just do the picture and the signing at once? But, dude, I'm so glad we got to do them separately because we had two separate interactions with him and got to hear both of those things, you know? like, yeah. So that's really cool <laughs> that we got to do that. I love it. Unreal, man. Very, very cool. We uh, got a picture with Kane as well. Yes, we brother. The Unadvertised. Kane. I think this was Drew Gallows as Kane. I think it was that version of Kane. I think it was me in ninth grade as Kane. <laughs> this little man dressed in a Kane outfit, cosplaying. Great Kane outfit. Great, though. Sure so we got one with Undertaker and Kane and The Godfather. And then with Jeremy Bagley, as we just mentioned, um, the guy yeah. who once again pulled our punk card, wore another Taker Easy shirt to meet The Undertaker. Um, shared a drink with him and Peter from the um, Marvel Marvelosity Marvelous podcast. Having a tall glass of water with old. Thanks for sharing the water with me, Jeremy. Uh, but just what a special day, man! I yeah, can't, couldn't wouldn't have wanted to share it with anybody else, man. That's it great, was, man. It was perfect. Um, a day we'll remember and cherish forever, and um, it'll do as a placeholder until we can get him over for the barbecue. <laughs> It'll do. It'll do. But yeah, man, what a wild and crazy, exhausting, long, fun-filled day full of memories. We've done some Facebook Live stuff, some Instagram Live stuff for you guys to see. We've got some 
more stuff we'll put up there and hopefully have that uh, the audio edit of us talking to them. So that'll be cool. So Had some New York pizza. Did. We killed nachos, the New York pizza in the middle of recording this. <laughs> chicken capri. Capri salad sandwich. Capricci. Panini. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, it's been wonderful. The uh, commercial I was in in California dropped live. Last when we as we're here, we'll big, share big, crazy day. Yeah. On the, we'll share that on the podcast or on the social media, all that sort of yeah. stuff. If you ever get the chance to do it, folks, it's expensive. I wouldn't have been able to pay for it without nope. some help here, but it's worth it. It's worth it. You might be thinking that's so much to pay for 15, 30 seconds with the man, but if you're as big as fans as we are, and mm-hmm. I know so many of you are even bigger fans than us, it's worth it. Save up the money, make the trip, go do it. It'll be awesome. You won't regret doing it by all means. Yep. I think. We also did a little bit of math and just tabulated <laughs> how much Undertaker possibly made today. Let's just say there's a reason he only works one day a year. Because <laughs> he made a killing. Made me. He- he made, sick. Maybe he made him a little bit, but he made my uh, my yearly salary over several times, <laughs> several times For more. Three hours yeah. of pictures and signing his name. Yep, exactly. But you know what? He's earned it. He He's worked very it. hard. <laughs> there you go. Well, folks, you've heard us ramble on a lot. We appreciate you listening to us. We appreciate you supporting us because yep. we wouldn't have done this for 135 episodes and gotten to this point of having this life changing memorable moment without you guys supporting listening tweeting sharing facebook and instagramming every week seriously we have fun doing it but we kept doing it because a few people out there listen and so each and every one of you whether it's your first time whether you listen every once in a while whether you listen every week it means the world to us and we're going to keep this rolling 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 on to the last ride on to backlash like we said, it's all Edge and Big Show this year. <laughs> Buckle up. <laughs> Another match with Edge next week. Um, we'll share some WrestleMania comments from you. We don't have them yet because we're doing this one early. We've already been talking for a long time, so I'm not going to ramble on too much more, Travis. I'll let you finish it out, but be sure to join us next week for Backlash. And, man, again, it'll be, it was, what a day. What a day. What a day, what a day indeed. What a day! Uh, if you were there on March 30th, 08 at the Citrus Bowl in Orlando, Florida, let us know what you thought about this epic entrance, the epic set, the epic feel of it being outside again, the nice Orlando evening, the fireworks display as Taker 1. What did you think about Edge getting his first main event? Just how, what are your feelings like about being there? Um, other than that, ladies and gentlemen, we hope you get to meet Taker. It's a fantastic experience. Thanks for listening. Thanks for all the support. Take her easy. Hey there, great, how are you? Good. Thanks guys. Take it easy. I got you. Take it easy.